Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And, you know, this is a mini episode, which is where we hear from you. We share your comments and your thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember... We are not experts. We're just podcast hosts. And we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And today... We have a special guest joining us. We sure do. We like to sprinkle in guests in our mini episodes occasionally. (laughs) We do. Like a little treat. Mm -hmm. 
And we have Lauren Morrill here. Lauren, did I say your last name right? I've always only ever read it on Instagram. <laughs> I know. It, that is correct. It's like moral of the story. Okay, phew. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Lauren, Lauren is a writer and... You know, like when I read an author's name in my, I just say it in my head forever. I get it. And I realize I've never actually like said it to myself out loud. So Lauren, let me introduce you to our audience. You are the author of five YA novels and NPR called your latest novel, Better Than the Best Plan, a perfect summer read. Dare I say it's also a perfect winter read as we transition into fall. And Lauren is very active on social media. Mashable called her one of those rare authors who tweets more about others' books than her own. And her publicist would like her to tweet a little bit more about her own books, and she is working on it. She also Instagrams about makeup, and it is very, very satisfying. (laughs) And Lauren spent four years playing roller derby in Boston, and she now lives in Macon, Georgia with her husband and her two sons. And dare I say, like, you are truly a fantastic follow for makeup, fun, and experimentation. You've, like, kind of just started dabbling in it, and now it's a very frequent topic on your Instagram. Thank you. I, you know, my whole life, I never thought anyone would ever say that about me because I wore not a stitch of makeup. And now I'm 36 and discovering it like a 16 year old and I'm having so much fun. (laughs) Do you have any products before we get started on our listener questions, like any faves that have just sprung up for you in recent months? Oh, yeah. Um, So I just bought the Urban Decay Naked Honey Eyeshadow Palette. And I love it. Um, I feel like I can do a lot of fun fall, warm autumnal looks with it. Um, and yes, yeah, so I highly recommend that. And um, I'm a recent convert to bronzer. Ooh. And I think the, the Fenty bronzer is awesome. Mm. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. You know, Fenty really snuck in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, she solid. Sure did. Yeah. Right. Yes. Fenty. Yeah. Um, so you know the drill, Lauren, where you're going to read some emails, listen to some voicemails, and you will join us in weighing in. And we're going to kick things off with some responses to a previous listener who was very frustrated because they had no room in their life for self-care. They were a mom. They worked full time. They were stressed. So uh, this person writes in response to that. Hi, Kate and Dory. My heart goes out to the mom with two young kids who wrote about needing some ideas for self-care. That was me two years ago, and it is so hard. If she's looking for self-care, the one thing I'd like to suggest is the this wisdom from my mom. Your shower is your new mini vacation. Tell your partner you are not available for 20 minutes and they need to deal with all catastrophes on their own. Lock the door, get some good smelling shampoo, shave your legs and enjoy some hot water and time to yourself. This saved me and I hope it helps. Dory, have you found that as a new mom? Shower is time for self-care. You know, my shower is kind of annoying in that I'll be taking a shower and then it'll turn really cold for a couple minutes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it'll turn hot again. So it's not like the most relaxing shower situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I hear this. I would like to get back into taking baths. Mm. I feel like that could be a relaxing thing. Like after Henry goes to bed, yeah, just get boil in the bath. some water in the tub and yeah. get in there. Lauren, are I you? Am a, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. a bath person for sure. Hot bath, good book. I shut the door and lock it. So, cause my kids are old enough to walk in. So I lock it and then I flip on the overhead fan. So if there's disaster happening outside the door, I can't hear it. That's so smart. I don't feel like I need to respond. Um, and yeah, we have a, a clawfoot tub and I would live in it if I could. <laughs> 
How often are you uh, are you bathing? Is that a nightly practice for you? Um, in the winter, it's more often because we live in an old drafty house. And so that's how I get warm (laughs) is to take a hot bath. Um, so more often in the winter, um, in the summer, probably once or twice a week in the winter, man, if I could do it every night, I would. That's genuinely impressive. Yeah. I will say the bathroom fan is a true self-care practice. Totally. <laughs> yep. Yep. The white noise, the, the grown up white noise machine. <laughs> yeah. And it just blocks. You're locked in a tiny room. You can block <laughs> out whatever noise is happening beyond the door and just kind of take a moment for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually how I started getting into skincare is because I could shut the door and like pat things into my face. I had a one year old and I was like, I can't. I need some quiet time. And you can't look at your phone when you're doing your skincare routine because your hands are all greasy, oily. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's how I started down the wild path of, and I started listening to you guys at right about the same time. Oh, well, look at oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> we have another email here with some suggestions. Dory, do you want to read this Sure. One? We shortened it a little bit. Um, this listener says, another option might be to look for gym memberships that provide childcare. The gym closest to my house, Lifetime Fitness, pricey but a fantastic facility, actually offers childcare as young as three months and excellent activities once the kids are over three. They are nationwide, so there might be a facility near you. Sometimes I don't even work out, but instead hide in the locker room slash sauna and just have that time where no one needs anything from me. I also suggest talking with your spouse about splitting some of the responsibilities so that maybe you have time to yourself, depending on what feels right for you. Maybe you get lunches slash meals ready at night. So you have some time in the morning. Does your employer offer any work from home opportunities or can you ask to pilot a program? It could give you some time to throw in some laundry, do grocery shopping, run some errands or sneak out for some you time. And truthfully, I actually felt more productive than when I would be at work. Even by taking your kids to the park, if there's one nearby, you can squeeze in some fresh air, run around with your kids slash let them run around, do some squats slash lunges while pushing them in the swing or step ups slash push ups on a bench while they play on the slides. While it's not alone time, do you have a jogging stroller? Can you take one of your kids on the weekends for a long walk or hike? I also think sometimes we have to ask for help when it comes to our self-care. Hopefully you have a network of loved ones, family or friends nearby that you can lean on so you can help yourself. Maybe now would be a good time to join a local Facebook mom group. They'll have some great suggestions about trustworthy drop-in daycares or babysitters that will also give you some additional free time for yourself. Good luck. You're not alone and it will get easier. A lot of suggestions. A lot. Our local yeah. YMCA has childcare that a lot oh. of my friends use. And they will drop their kids off. Whether you have kids or not, you need to have a thing that's like, this is mine. Bye. You deal with the, the shit that's going on in the house. I need this time. Yeah. And for me now, it's, um, you know, I have a book club that I go to. I do bar classes. That's my new obsession. Um, and... Yeah, I, I make time for that. And I don't ask for it. I just say, this is what's happening. I'm going to a bar class tomorrow at 930. Wait, this is a good, I don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind yeah. of how you have to be. Now, granted, this is assuming we all have partners. It can be, it can be especially hard if you are raising a kid without a partner to mm-hmm. demand time. So I don't um, we also have, um, I live in a smaller town, so not all the gyms have childcare. But there's an organization in my town called iStroll, and it's in many other cities where it's a workout that's meant to be done. It's a 
parents with their kids and you bring them in a jogging stroller to do the running stuff. And then the kids kind of run around and are while you're doing the, um, it's kind of like a boot camp style. And because it's all kids, it's not a big deal if you have to step out because your kid's running away or right. whatever. Um, but it's a really nice atmosphere. And then built into that, they do, um, you know, like mom's night out and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's a nice little community and you get to do outdoor exercise without having to find a childcare for your kid because your kid's part of it. And like with the baby, sometimes, you know, you're lifting your little kid and that's mm-hmm. part of your <laughs> exercise. I, I did stroller strides, which I think is very similar. So we received an email asking how to break up with a hairstylist and people weighed in. They sure did. Including stylists. <laughs> yeah. Which is very exciting. It's such an honor to know that you're out there listening. So one emailer wrote us, quick vote in favor of directness. Since the writer's current stylist is planning on opening her own shop, I'd recommend being upfront about choosing a new stylist. Opening a small business is a huge endeavor, and she might be counting on pulling over a certain number of clients to balance her operating costs. The writer stated she has a history of being consistent with her appointments, so I'd bet the stylist is relying on that business to move forward in her endeavor. In this case, I think it goes beyond simple courtesy to inform the stylist of the writer's intention to move on. I had not thought about this, but this is such a good point. Yeah, I hadn't either. Like that if you're starting your own business, you're like, yeah, I'll bring over these clients. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, totally. Um, We had a massage therapist weigh in via voicemail. I'm just going to play that now. Hi there. So I had to stop the pod. I'm on my way to a preschool board meeting. I'm the president and I'm probably going to be late, but I just had to say this. Okay. For the caller who wanted to break up with her hairstylist, this is what you do. You find out the one or two days a week that she doesn't work. And all of a sudden, those are the only days you can come. And then you ask her for a recommendation for one of the ladies at the salon who she should go to on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it is that this uh, hairstylist she's trying to break up with his work. That's what you do. I was a massage therapist for a very, very long time. And anytime all of a sudden a client wanted to come in on the one day I didn't work, I knew what was happening. And that's fine. And I would give them a recommendation for my, you know, friend who worked across the street or whatever, and everything was fine. It happens all the time. Sometimes people come back, sometimes they don't. It doesn't matter. She knows what's up. It's not a big deal. It'll be fine. Okay, that's what I have to say. Thanks a lot. Bye. Interesting. Okay, so I love this advice from this person who, by the way, is being on their way to a PTA meeting where they're PTA president. Totally. That's cool. Uh your advice is to f- to basically lie, but you're saying that they know that you're lying, like right? And my question is, what if she doesn't play along? What if she's like, "Oh, I can come in for you on Tuesday." This is then you're trapped. Then you're trapped. This is why you have to be honest in this situation. Th- that that is the only thing that made me nervous about this advice. Lauren, have you ever broken up with a stylist? This is, I'm sure, horribly disrespectful, but I am team just ghost all the way. <laughs> See, I, the thought I of having too. to have the conversation is my literal nightmare. I, I can't. Lauren, I was right there with you. And then I feel like I got shamed into... I'm so sorry. Was it me who shamed you? No, it was like a self-shaming, but then also you because you're so nice. And and I was like, oh, I'm being an asshole. I should not just ghost. 
But so Lauren, I you're did me feel better about this. No, I think I think it's probably fine. And I did when I moved here, I saw a stylist and then I ghosted him. I think I don't even know why. I don't remember. He didn't give me a bad haircut or anything. I just did. And then, oh, I think I just decided not to cut my hair for a very long time. <laughs> and then I went somewhere else and got a bad haircut from somewhere else. And then I was like, I really want to go back and see Mitch. I just, I need to, but it's been so long. And so I went back and I kind of was all, oh, I'm very sorry. It's been so long. And he said, oh, it's fine. We don't care. <laughs> right. They yeah. know, right? right. They're... <laughs> It's not like all the stylists of the world have no idea that people switch stylists. Yeah. Although I do think that this emailer had a point. Yes. In that this woman is starting her own new business. Yeah. I thought that was valid. And remember, this woman was also a family acquaintance. Oh, yeah, that's okay. We have one. Oh, more. see, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. So a, a hairstylist actually called to weigh in. So I feel like they're the ultimate expert on this. So let's hear what they have to say. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Jolie. I live in Pennsylvania, and I'm currently cooking the stew, and I got this recipe um, from your podcast. I just love you guys. I am calling about the caller or the email about breaking up with her hairstylist. I am a hairstylist. I've been doing hair for 17 years. Um, people stop coming to me. People stop coming to every hairstylist. It happens to all of us. This is not a unique situation. I've had customers tell me that they didn't feel I was the right hairstylist for them. I've had people ghost me. I've had to tell people that I don't want to do their hair anymore. The way I look at it is it is our job as a professional hairstylist to remain professional through any form of a breakup. So, if I run into somebody in public who stops coming to me, I say hello to them. I may even compliment their hair if I think their hair looks great. If somebody starts going to a different hairstylist in my salon, which has happened, I am friendly to them every single time they come in. It is our job to make the customer comfortable with whatever decision they make about their hair. So that's just my thought. and. Um, I love you guys. Hope you play my voicemail. Bye. Well, we played your voicemail. We sure did. I mean, a hairstylist making the stew. Allison, <laughs> past guest Allison Roman's delicious recipe, the stew. Um, I pre I appreciate this perspective. Yeah, me too. It was very no nonsense. Yeah, you get it. It happens. Yep. That's let's all end. move on. Yeah. All right. Let's take a short break. 
what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just (laughs) going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic 
intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. And we're back. And we are back. Um, I love this next email partly because they addressed us as Cat and Door. Cat and Door might be becoming our new nicknames. <laughs> Cat and Door. I've always wanted to be called Cat. Well, now this can happen for Finally. you. Um, so this listener writes, what is the ethical way to not spend time with someone who wants to spend time with you? I'm referring to a pal or acquaintance who keeps reaching out, but in your heart of hearts, you feel that you just don't click. I find myself making excuses and putting off the hangout, then ultimately agreeing to get together once in a while. Is there a kind way to say, I'm just not feeling this friendship? What do you reply when you get the text? Hey, it's been forever. When can we hang out? Part of me believes it's a good deed to spend time with someone who may not have many friends. Another part of me does not want to inflate my sense of self-importance by believing that they need me. Nevertheless, when we spend time together, I feel neutral and not excited to do so that I'm doing it for their benefit. Do we just keep hanging out once every few months until one of us dies? I love that ending. That's quite an ending. <laughs> Lauren, do you have thoughts on this? Um this is starting to because I was team ghosting. And now my response to this email is making me wonder if I'm just stone cold in some way. But I just to me, I would if somebody texted me and said, Hey, it's been forever. When can we hang out? I would just say it has been forever. Gosh, life is just really busy right now. And then leave it at that. And then just keep saying it until they get the hint. I was also the girl in high school who was kind of like, maybe if I'm just mean and distant, he'll break up with me. (laughs) 
Ooh, the like forcing somebody else to do the deed. Move. I know it's so terrible, but I, I mean, I would not hang out with someone that I didn't want to hang out with. Um, I also probably wouldn't say I don't actually want to be your friend because that also sounds terrible. So I would sort of keep putting it off. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can kind of just say like, you're right. Like, I would love to catch up over text, but I'm too busy right now with X, Y, and Z to meet up in person period. I mean, you know, like, I don't think there's any point in maintaining a friendship out of guilt or pity. I mean, like, yeah, that's, that no one, wants to, no one wants to be pitied. Yeah. I also think that when you're thinking about where someone else is coming from in situations like that, like we create this whole life in our head for what they're thinking and doing. And it may not even matter to them. Maybe they're texting you out of what they feel is obligation. So and they're just happy when you text back. No, nah, not right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe they, have, so, they think they're pitying you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of you are doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Life is too. Life is too short. You don't need to keep spending some spending time with someone every couple of months until one of you dies. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. It does sound awful. <laughs> it does. You know, and I think you know focus. But I also think there are some friendships that like are worth maintaining, but it just it's not can't happen as frequently as someone may like and that's fine totally fine all right we've got a trader joe's shopper weighing in on something that recently has been brought to my attention that has kind of opened my eyes they say i wanted to chime in with one product that may be overlooked toilet paper for years i purchased super soft toilet paper in bulk from costco but then i read a report from the natural resources defense council nrdc regarding sustainability in the toilet paper industry it turns out that most big name brands cottonelle Charmin, angel soft are made using virgin timber the companies that manufacture these brands are literally clear cutting the ancient trees of the canadian boreal forests in order to flush them down the toilet Anyway, the NRDC also issued a sustainability scorecard that ranks several national brands of toilet paper and the 100% recycled variety from Trader Joe's got an A. No, it is not as soft as Cottonelle, but it's perfectly adequate and I can use it without feeling like a tree killing monster. I know you ladies and other listeners are all about taking whatever small steps we can to reduce our environmental impact. And this is a little change anyone can make. You know, Someone I was recently chatting with people about all the things I love to buy at Costco, and one of those things is charm is Charmin toilet paper. And this person very kindly informed me of how not great that toilet paper is. Yeah, but I will say my butt loves that toilet paper. Mm. So this is going to take a lot of work on my part. To I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the Forever 35 bingo card that we posted on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. And one of the squares is Kate mentions her butt. <laughs> so if you are playing bingo, <laughs> you got one. You're right. And I laughed at that in that I was like, I don't mention my butt that much, but I do. I do mention my butt. But I do. I like this suggestion. I mean, how how have y'all been in your toilet paper consumption? Do you buy, Lauren, do you buy like recycled toilet paper? I mean, I bought what was cheapest for a really long time just because it didn't occur to me to spend money on toilet paper. And then one day I was at Target and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try the fancy toilet paper. And I felt so it's it's it is so much better. <laughs> and so much better. this is a situation where my head and my heart are in different places. I know intellectually it's a good idea to use recycled toilet paper, but mm, uh, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. You know, you can make changes in other parts of your life, I'm going to say. And if your toilet paper needs to stay soft, 
you know, none of us are perfect. That's true. Dory, are you like a recycled toilet paper master? <gasps> I am not. Whoa. Um, but I have considered recently using... <laughs> Kate is already... <laughs> I'm already putting my head in my hands. Putting her head in her hands. Um, I have considered using um, reusable, like, cloths. <laughs> Is that so gross? No, it's not. I mean, when I had kids, my friend was telling me about how instead of wipes, she just cut a bunch of soft flannel cloths. And that was one of those good for her, not for me situations. But I mean, it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, I mean, I appreciate this listener weighing in because this is something that I've kind of been thinking about changing and like understanding and maybe changing where my paper goods come from. Because I'll be honest, I haven't given that much thought. So this next email... Another one that is very close to my heart that I will read. Um, this year, I made the choice to not shop for new clothing. I only purchased an item if it was needed and couldn't be found in a friend's closet. I've managed to keep this under 10 items since January 1st. I'm starting to feel the itch for a switch in my wardrobe, but I want to be conscious of where I get my clothes. I reached out to my yoga studio and they are down for me to host a clothing swap. After asking, I now need to plan the whole thing, but I don't know where to start. Should I bring snacks, wine? Yes. And how do I set up and get people to come? I have a vision in my head, but don't want to go overboard or make it too shabby and people not be interested in a messy setup. Okay. So I just got back from a weekend where I helped... I was on the clothing swap committee. You helped produce a clothing swap. I helped produce a clothing swap. And I have thoughts. One of those thoughts is you need someone to help you. Okay. First form a committee. First form a committee. At least one other person. Um, The second thought is I would limit what people can bring to one bag. Mm. Garbage bag, shopping bag, open to interpretation, but one bag. I think where we went wrong over the weekend is we let people bring as much as they wanted and we, and people brought a lot of stuff that should have been recycled or donated to Goodwill. Um, it was not anything that people really wanted and they just used the clothing swap as an excuse to like dump a bunch of crappy clothing. So to avoid that, I would say limit the amount that people can bring. The second thing I would, or the next thing I would do is, you want to you want to have like designated areas i think and have people sort their own bags so you have like one area for pants one area for sweaters one area for dresses and when someone comes in they don't just get to like hand you their bag and then go look for stuff that they want you say okay now sort your stuff and smart and have them put it in like the piles or if you're bringing clothing racks, have them put in the clothing racks or boxes, however you want to do it. I mean, clothing racks, I think, are the the best way to go. But that is also like another added hassle, you know, to get hangers and clothing racks and all that stuff. Um, the last thing I would say is make sure you have a plan for getting rid of the clothes that are left over at the end. Know where they're going to be, if they're going to be donated. Are or- they going to be donated? Are they going to be recycled? Who is going to get rid of them? Are you equipped to take everything away at the end if there's a ton of stuff left? Um, oh, the other thing I would say is if when people are coming, have them also bring like a tote bag or they could also use the bag they brought stuff in to actually, quote unquote, shop. Um, and I do think like yeah. asking people to bring their stuff that's like kind of has the least wear and tear yes not stained bring it washed and folded so it's not just hasn't been in a clump in your bedroom floor for six months i think that helps because 
I have to, I try to think about it. It's like, what would I, what do I want to see when I'm going to a clothing swap? Yep. And like the nice, the nice stuff, the stuff that looked like it was treated nicely is what appeals to me. The totally. Most. Oh, also bring a full length mirror so people can try stuff. Oh, on. yes. Great idea. I would also say don't bother like limiting the amount of stuff people can take because ultimately you will probably be left with more stuff than people take so you want people to take as much as possible what about snacks and wine oh yes snacks and wine yes, of course definitely snacks definitely and snacks wine. and wine lauren do you have other thoughts about clothing swaps um i think she asked or the the email asked uh how to get people to come and when we have when i have seen them done in my area we usually just do a Facebook invite and then encourage people to invite others. And then that Facebook invite is a good place to put all those rules or tips. Um, one of the things I've seen to get people to bring things that are nice is hold it up. And the what you tell people is hold it up and imagine handing it to somebody. Would you feel good about handing this item to somebody? And if you would feel embarrassed by that, then maybe it's not a thing you should bring. You That's should just take it directly advice. to the Goodwill. I love that. That is such good advice. That is such good advice. Mm. I want to have a clothing swap with all of you. Yeah. Let's take a short break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, so we have a skincare question from a listener. They write to us and they say, I moved in May to live closer to my boyfriend and afterwards started getting breakouts specifically on my chin. I have never had acne issues and I'm convinced it's from kissing his face. He has very oily skin and I have very dry skin. Do you have any recommendations on how to tackle this? I mean, this is a twofold question. Totally. We've got to figure out where it's coming from and then how to solve it. Okay. We are all in heterosexual relationships with men. So we've, I mean, I think this can apply to anybody you're kissing, but I will say that my husband, when he has stubble on his face and we kiss, that does cause me to break out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But have you ever had the experience of kissing or being with intimate with someone with oily skin and then having that cause a breakout? Not that I recall. No. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I paid absolutely zero attention to my skin back when I was seeing other people. So who <laughs> knows? Has your husband ever given you a breakout? No, so, I don't think so. So this person said they moved in May to live closer to their boyfriend and afterwards starting getting breakouts specifically on my chin. What if it's the climate? Mm. Also, isn't chin acne usually hormonal? I don't know, but possibly. I think I've heard that. Yes. Yeah, I would I would examine other things it could be. Maybe you switched products. Could it be, you know, hormonal? Could it be whatever you're I don't know. If you're eating a lot of cheese, I don't know. It might be also worth if you if you have the resources to consult an esthetician or a, derm. or a dermatologist um, about this situation. Yeah. Now, I mean, maybe are they staying together more often and his detergent or or he doesn't change oh. his pillowcases and now you're breaking out on your face? Oh, that's possible, too. It could be. See, there's so many things it could be. I think the, the way you kind of figure out is by eliminating them one by one. And I yeah. feel like the last thing you're going to want to eliminate is your partner. Right. <laughs> so I would look at other kind of environmental items or, you know, your factors. Space. Factors. Thank you, Tori. Mm -hmm. Now, you have very dry skin and he has very oily skin. I mean... Y'all could work on your skincare together. Ooh, that's romantic. Just wash each other's faces and exfoliate. <laughs> Lauren, what kind of skin do you have? I have dry skin. Very dry. And as a person who recently got into skincare, do you have any product recs for this person? Oh, man. Um, I really love the Vichy Mineral 89. Um, I think it's hyaluronic acid uh, serum. Ooh. I use that. Googling now. Um, and I am a... My two dry skin rider dyes that I have now repurchased like four times, um, the Biosance Vitamin C Rose Oil, Ooh. and oh, it's so good, and the um, Drunk Elephant Lala Retro Moisturizer. Oh, people I love, love, love that stuff. Those are good racks. Yeah, it's very creamy, that moisturizer. 
Oh man, it feels so good. They recently changed it. Um, and I got some samples and it seems like it's still good, but I am very nervous. That's, that's terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I know they were like, I saw all over social media now with ceramides and I'm like, Oh God, like, it's no. not going to make me break out. <laughs> I love a ceramide though. Do you love a ceramide? Yeah, I do. Oh. All right. We have one last voicemail. All right. Let's end on this note. Hey, Kate and Dory. This is another Kate from Kansas city. And I was calling in to see how you guys or what other listeners do to manage when you just don't feel appreciated. Um, I am a teacher in kind of the inner city of Kansas City. And unfortunately, it's just kind of one of those jobs where there's no perks. You don't really get to travel for work. You don't get really accolades ever known really, or at least where I'm at. It's just you do your work, even if you're doing a good job or shit job. It's just kind of is what it is. And I actually work between two schools. So right now I'm driving between my first part of the day and my second part of the day from the middle school to an elementary school as a art teacher. And I'm kind of crying in my car, just feeling, you know, one of those days you feel overwhelmed and underappreciated. And I was just wondering what you guys do when you're in that spot and how you kind of take care of yourself and remind yourself that you're worthwhile. So Sorry to get a little emotional there, but mm-hmm. definitely wanted to lean on the pod community uh, today feeling this way. So thank you so much. Your podcast is always a bright spot in my day, and I just love hearing um, responses and feedback and advice from other listeners. So thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, fellow Kate who feels underappreciated. Yeah. First of all, let's just say we appreciate you. We do. And I think... I mean, you have a hard job. Teaching is a really hard job. And I think teachers across the board are underappreciated. So let's just say we're really grateful for you. Um, I think it has to come from yourself. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to care, you have to do things that care for and nurture yourself. Special tr- treats, whatever they may be for you. I mean, I know sometimes it's nice to feel appreciated from others, but. When you're not getting that, I think it's got to be first and foremost from yourself. Lauren, what do you think? Oh, this one really broke my heart because I think I've been there a couple of times in my life. I worked at a nonprofit where, you know, the mission can be so important that the people working for the mission sometimes feel very beaten down and you can be made to feel very guilty that the fulfillment of your job itself isn't enough. Um, For me, when I was in that situation, I really had to set clear boundaries when I was outside of work so that I could a turn it off and b go find places that made me happy. So at that time I was playing roller derby and it was, you know, throwing myself into that and taking leadership positions there and, um, being with my teammates and, and, you know, consciously not checking work email at night, really setting that aside. Um, and then after I had, kids and being, you know, and Dory, you work from home, I work from home, and there will be days when you don't see anybody else or interact with other people. And so my husband's going to work and being told he's a superstar in all these ways. And I'm sitting at home with this kid who can only yell at me (laughs) and feeling like, oh my God. And I'm a person who needs those words of affirmation. So, you know, I had to, A, if you have a partner telling them, I really need you right now to to give me those words of affirmation, that is what my soul needs at this moment. And then also when I had newly had kids, it was about 
leaving them and going out the door and finding places where I felt good and where I felt powerful and empowered. Um, so book club or roller derby or um, a mom's group or um, even just going out with a friend. Um, th- those moments were really important. And I and drawing clear, clear boundaries for me was key. I mean, that's excellent. That's advice. great advice. I think we can just end right there. I agree. <laughs> Lauren, this was such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Thank you so much. It was really fun. I appreciate it. And where can our listeners find you and read you? Um, well, my newest book is available wherever books are sold better than the best plan. Um, I encourage you to get it from a local indie bookstore or at the library. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Morrill. And that's M O R R. I-L-L. Yes. And again, Lauren's great for book recommendations and face and makeup recommendations. She does it all. You do it all. I do. (laughs) Yeah. If you're looking for book recommendations, message me. Tell me what you like. I am like reading is a thing I absolutely make time for. I'm on book 89 of the year. Whoa. So (laughs) I'm a huge reader. So if you are looking for something, Message me. I will give you book recommendations. It's my favorite thing. Oh, hear that, listeners? Yay. Get in get in those DMs. Well, Lauren, thank you again. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye.